Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's the time? It's failing better time. Uh, also, whatever time it currently is when you're listening to this podcast. I am Johnny. I am with my good friend and co-host, Sean. And also... Hey. Oh, you fucked it there, Sean. I fucked it? What the yeah, hell are you f- talking about, whatever time it is in your area? You <laughs> what I'm saying? I... I was going to say what time it is now, but that isn't what time they're going to be listening to the podcast. So, you know what, look, look at your watch now if you listen to this, and that's what time it is in your area. I think if you're listening to Failing Better, it's Failing Better time. That's, I like that. I like that. A lot. So, so there you go. Um, now look, enough of this shit. <laughs> we have a guest, don't we, Johnny? We do. And it's our favourite person in the world. Stuart Laws! Hello, how are you? Thank you. This is the perfect start to your podcast. <laughs> do you think it's gone well so far, Stuart? <laughs> I'm a fan. I listen to it. But I have also texted you, uh, probably both, or, or commented on an Instagram post about it being the worst episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> why do you listen? I genuinely am curious. Because <laughs> you do send me, you've sent me a few messages about the specific things of certain episodes. And yeah, I've yeah. and even I've forgotten the references. I go, what's Stuart about? <laughs> yeah, I was Stuart's doing one of his little wacky turns again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a fan of both um, yourself, Sean, and yourself, um, McLaughlin. Oh, oh, I've been lampooned again. That's it. Get off. You're deleted from the podcast. <laughs> this is already a classic act in my eyes. Already. <laughs> I just I like um, I like hearing you two absolutely flounder around in what I would say is a <laughs> format that is not suited to either of you. <laughs> what do you think is our format? I'll be curious to know what you think our format is. I have the exact same question. Maybe interviewing. Maybe this can be the podcast where we learn that interviewing is our format. We'll find out. I would say it's something that's highly edited, really cut down to, to time. Oh, well, that's well, quite edited. I mean, I'm I'm the edit king, aren't I, Sean? I'm Mr. I do now. use. I do genuinely edit the episodes. Yeah, so it upsets me that you think it requires more editing because that's the sort of. Um, honestly, Sean, you make about one minute's editing and then you act like you're some sort of massive martyr. But really, you're as pathetic as me, and you know it. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. I need to freaking get in there. Basically, every episode, Johnny will say something like, Nine Level was an inside job. We all know it. And I, that's uh... one of our catchphrases, Sean. <laughs> Literally a catchphrase of the market. If you try to delete every time I said 9-11 was inside job, you're an even worse editor than I could have possibly imagined. <laughs> I like the fact that Johnny sets a, an alarm that goes off at 25 minutes. 
And then I always have a little look at <laughs> how far into the podcast we are. And we're about 24 and a half minutes, 25 minutes every time. You're not but... Thelma Shoemaker. You're not editing like a massive masterpiece down to down to size. Thank you, Sue. Yeah, Sean. I'm glad Sean's editing has come under the microscope here. Because he's always slagging off me. But actually, he's a worm too. <laughs> Johnny, I'm coming uh, hard on this, haven't I? It's a Johnny, real crash you, landing. Um... No, don't worry about it. Johnny, have you set your timer yet? I haven't, no, but I looked and it's, it's quarter past nine now, and so I'll finish around quarter to ten. Bit of maths there. Maybe maths, maths, maths. Is, my, is what I should be doing, a mathematician. I just think if we were to pivot this into a maths podcast, <laughs> I think we would hemorrhage listeners at an even faster rate than we currently are. Because you've already done the first pivot. The first, like, ten episodes of this were extremely structured. And we're clearly about something. And then it turned into, we're going to do it shorter and about nothing. <laughs> We've pivoted from a podcast with a theme and a structure and guests, like now, to basically what podcasts were 10 years ago, which is two <laughs> mediocre white comedians chatting about anything and hoping that, that someone well, will it's listen. a pleasure to be a third. It is an honour. Um, you're more than mediocre, <laughs> Stu. I'd go so far as to say you're above average. Um, you've got a new special out. And it's really, really yeah. funny. It's so and, funny. Um, well, thank you very much. My PR team put together a pack of all the podcasts I should go on. <laughs> I <laughs> presume this is top of the list. <laughs> and then I edited the PDF to add this one. Hey! And it's difficult, did, to did, edit. Did... it's difficult to edit a PDF, so thank you for that. <laughs> did your um? Did wait? Did your PR genuinely put a list of podcasts that we weren't on there? <laughs> no, no, you were on there. It was basically a list of like comics that we that I i like and are friends with and we thought oh you could easily get on that what other podcasts <laughs> are on there and then <laughs> we can we can we can slag each one of them off <laughs> thank fuck for that i don't even know what that is what is thank fuck for that is it good it's probably good isn't it it's oh, sarah it's... keyworth and uh, mickey overman's podcast it's brilliant i was yeah. the guest on the very first episode and since then yeah. it has gone from strength to strength <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what this podcast needs less sean more Sarah Keyworth. Yeah. Honestly, if you could get Sarah Keyworth to replace me, that would really boost this pod. And Stu, yeah, do you want to do my job? Because that feels like a really good Sarah Keyworth and you. Feels like you could take failing better to where it needs to be. Because <laughs> that's what you what can edit this as much as you want to edit it, but it's fundamentally a dreadful idea and concept. I know. Shut the fuck up, Johnny. <laughs> I know. I actually do think that would be really good if it was you and Sarah doing a podcast. You two are mm. lovely. You're funny. You're personable. I mean, obviously, it'd still be failing better with... I mean, we'd get all the money. We'd get the Patreon money. It's our project. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But because we've, we're have we sort of like the directors of podcasts, you know, with the podcast... Interesting. Sp the sporting director-esque figure. So we're Out hiring the presenters. We're like You're Nike. We're outsourcing our manufacture base to China to cheaper, to where you can get labour cheaper. But so we you are think still... me and Sarah Keyworth are cheaper than you two? Definitely, yeah, definitely. I'm, I, I get a million, every app is a million pounds for me. <laughs> for me to, to do any gig, I ask for a limousine, uh, all the jelly I can eat, and, uh, and to be home by 10pm. Those are my riders, and if I'm okay. not getting that, I'm not going I to. I don't want to burst this bubble, and potentially yeah. this is an edit point, but <laughs> remember when um, I was making a TV stand-up show, and we Shut wanted you in it, I don't want facts. I don't want reality here, Stu. I just Stu, want I want, to hear the, I want to hear the end of this anecdote, if that's okay. <laughs> and you agreed to it, and you were like, yep, yep, I'll do that. Um, 
it was very nice. It was at the Aberystwyth Comedy Festival. And then I heard that you were in discussion with someone about the contract. And you said, I think you've put an extra zero on the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, no, no, that's the correct fee. And you did a little dance in the street. No, because that Ten was pounds. Because... <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Do you know Sam Roberts? He's a, he listens yeah. to this podcast. He's a fucking wanker. I said to him, the fee's really good for this. Is this about money? And he said, John, it's not that. It won't be that. So then he put it in my head that there was an extra... So I... Anyway, it was a very stressful occasion. But do not worry. I did get my £20. <laughs> and I spent it all on chips. I love chips. Well, we're not plugging that shit. We're plugging your special, aren't we, Yes, Stu? Yeah, uh, yeah. All In. Yes. All In. Great show. Great. Love how it's filmed. Thanks very all much. tight close-ups. Thank you. That was a, a definite uh, decision... Um, I had to pay for a, a focus puller for that, even though it was a tiny venue, because I knew I wanted this sort of like <laughs> basically neck up shot of myself for about 70% of the show. Yeah. Because I do a lot of face work, which is why I'm so bad on podcasts. No, you're um, not. You're, you're being really good on this one. But I have to say, if you wanted a focus puller, you should have called me in because I will pull that focus away from you <laughs> any day of the week. What's I'll that homeless it. man doing over that I'll bit? Do What's that? <laughs> He's crying a lot. <laughs> Why are there so many chicken bones coming out of his pockets? <laughs> All good questions. Um, so have you enjoyed getting it out there? Is it, like, is, it, is it going as you hoped it would, the release it's, of your special? It's getting more views than I expected. <laughs> We're just, I'm just laughing at what a shit question that was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I've done a weird question about. Do you know what? Like, this is... I don't know what I expected sort of coming on here, but I looked away from the screen to start answering that and I was about to answer it genuinely and I just heard two the two hosts of this podcast start smirking. <laughs> and I thought, that's not a good sign. You're just, you're just such a bad question. I don't even really know what the question is. Have you enjoyed... So lots of people listen to it. That's good, I guess. <laughs> watched it, watched it. Listened, watched. Um, yeah, and a lot of nice comments and uh, a bunch of people who probably haven't seen me do stand-up before have, have watched it. That is a nice feeling. It's on uh, 800-pound Gorilla, who are an American comedy label. They're fantastic. They've got loads of amazing American comedy specials, but they're doing more and more here in the UK as well. They've got Sean as well, market. so, you know, that's quite a, quite a low, oh, low Sean's bar. Sean's got a special with them, really. <clears throat> I've got two albums released by them, one special and one coming up soon, that was directed by none other... The Mr. Uh, Stuart Laws. Yeah. And it's a great it's a great special. Yeah, it's it's I think it's direct it's directed really well. I think the directing's the best thing about it. I've always said that. It's got a real good live feel to it, yeah. It feels real and in the room. I'm excited for it to come out. Is that the one Um, you had your anxiety attack in Bristol about because they started heckling you, Sean? Yeah. I'll watch Mm. that for sure. (laughs) Just you crying. (laughs) No, I didn't cry. I didn't cry. I think that's a low bar, though, isn't it, Sean? It's when you're... Yeah. you're, you're How did the special go? Well, I didn't cry on stage. <laughs> so there we are. Um, we, am I coming back on when that comes out? To, just to yeah, and when, craft? And are you still going to record Johnny's one as well? Yeah, yeah. We're going to do when it. When that happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's going to be... I'm already... People are calling it the greatest special never made. And one day they're going to call it a good, pretty good special, actually. <laughs> so we're, I'll come back on for when Sean McLaughlin Let It Be comes out. And then come back on for Johnny Pelham, 
2029. Uh, <laughs> I just like it to be known that my po- my special is not called Let It Be. But when I went into Stuart's office for the edit, everyone kept calling it Let It Be, and I and I didn't know if they were joking or not. <laughs> were you joking? <laughs> yeah, we were joking. That's it's called So Be It, but we kept changing the title card to say Let It Be, and every time we put it back to So Be It, and Sean looked away, it got changed back to Let It Be. <laughs> I imagine that would really fuck with Sean's head. That's good stuff, Stu. Well done. You can become a regular guest on this podcast. Fantastic. Just keep being mean to Sean. Um, what? Johnny, yeah? I'm sorry to take things in a very different direction. Are you drinking a Dunkin' Donuts coffee? <laughs> no, no. It's a coffee from a, a little Italian place called Roma. Oh, right. There you go. Um, had this, all I could see was the lettering and I didn't know. No, no. That would be... It'd be mad. <laughs> Stuart, you just throw up. <laughs> <laughs> What got you into what got you into directing, Stu? Can I ask a oh, serious? F- come on, that's, that's great. It's like Parkinson. I'm like Who Parkinson. <laughs> what do you want to talk about, Sean? Who cares? Why you're such a scum rat and this podcast can never work. We can't just talk about this podcast. We've got a guest now. <laughs> yeah, we can't have a guest on to talk about how, how fucking awful that's, this podcast that's is. That's actually true, though, Stu. What do you think? That we <laughs> what could... other podcasts have you done in promotion for this? Is it, that's a good question. <laughs> okay, oh, I've done nobody we... panic. With uh, Tessa and Stevie. And how was that compared to Shit. this? <laughs> that was genuinely, those two are, are fantastic. We were in a proper recording studio. They asked really good questions. They paused whilst I was talking and engaged <laughs> with what I was saying rather than immediately blasting in over the top with smirks. <laughs> really, it doesn't sound like my type of thing at all, but good luck to them. They're nice guys. <laughs> Um, I did um, S, uh, Spit or Swallow with Lou Conran and Sally Ann ha- Hayward. Yeah. Both, yeah, very, very professional. And mm. um, There's a lot of podcasts, uh, aren't there? Maybe we should have, maybe we should leave this game and get into something else. Pigeon racing or something. There's too many podcasts. Pigeon racing? What yeah. is your immediate go-to? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it feels yeah. like you've just started doing pigeon racing and you're trying to bring it up softly. Yeah. 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 It sounds like you've already, you've already put too much capital into it yeah. to pull out. And you're just trying first. to subtly get... Well, have you heard about this pigeon racing? Sophie's away for the week. I've taken a army. She's going to be fuming when she gets back. What, how, I don't even know what the first step would be if we were to start pigeon racing. Definitely I catching can't see pigeons. how it would improve our... First step, got me catching some pigeons. Yeah. Well, and you... what is this? You're racing them yourself, or pigeons are racing against pigeons? We're starting pigeons. our own syndicate. <laughs> <laughs> Me racing a pigeon is like around the world. Sprinting <laughs> <laughs> across a field. Angry every time you get to a wall. Fuck, a pigeon's got an advantage here. Uh, anyway, I'm 22 losses at the moment, but I do believe in myself. <laughs> this feels like a, the most unhinged episode I've ever done. <laughs> I think you should talk more, Sean. I'm, I'm driving us into a well. <laughs> I love that you've asked me. You've asked me two questions about the about the special so far, and then you've diverted away from them both times. <laughs> what are we doing? Okay, I've got a genuine question for Stu here. I've got a genuine yeah. question. Where do you get off? <laughs> Normally at West Ryslip. <laughs> that is why he's king of podcasts. Um, no, I was going to ask this because it's good to see you releasing a stand-up special because you do do a lot of directing. You do a lot of other stuff. You have your own production company. You just have loads of stuff. You're always doing other bits. Yeah, yeah. And, and it feels like there's been times where you've had to almost park your stand-up for a bit to focus mm. on other things. And do you feel like, I mean, has that been a struggle at times 
maybe not struggles not the right word but like has it been oh johnny i hate the way you look at me when i'm asking <laughs> no, questions <yeah. laughs> but do you know do you know what i mean it, it, yeah, how, yeah. Do you, how do you find it a balance and do you feel like do you feel like you sacrifice elements of your career for other elements Fucking let me answer this one are you johnny <laughs> Okay, let's John, see how right, deep listen, into the answer you know, Johnny, I get. Johnny's covering his mouth with his hand. Like, like he's just heard the most incredible surrealist routine anyone's ever done. Like an eleven-year-old who's, who's like friend has farted in a history class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, I'm, I'm just enjoying. I'm, I think answer the question. This is good. We're doing well, guys. When you ask the question, you answer the question, Stu. This is what podcasting is. We can do this together. I do feel like sometimes I've I have had to sort of sacrifice gigging as much as I would want to to sort of get. <laughs> oh, here we go, done. It's out. <laughs> no, no, you have had to sacrifice gigging. Uh, yeah, which means means it is sort of difficult to build that sort of like uh, momentum, right? So I've had to sort of focus more on creating these sort of hours as regularly as I can, and that being the thing rather than sort of going around getting that club set sorted and sort of being able to do every gig possible and getting in front of a lot of industry and things like that. So I feel like that side has been more difficult, but um, directing and working with a bunch of amazing comics also is very helpful in terms of you go, okay, well, I'm seeing how they're doing that. I'm making sure I apply that to what I do so that when I do those hours, they are, I feel like they are good hours. Um, and oh, really I'm good. very happy with them. Really good. Um, and so what? can I ask what you learned from me when working with me? What you took from that experience? Well, the problem is, Sean, I am a genuine big fan of you as a stand-up. Eh, eh, so... Not allowed. <laughs> no honesty here. No genuine I, 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 I think we should let him speak. Sean is a tall scarecrow <laughs> having an existential crisis. That is you're, so, you're so present in the room, yeah. extraordinarily present in the room, which I think is something so difficult to do. And so difficult for me. So many comedians want to do that and are, aren't quite capable of doing it. But then yeah. your actual jokes and routines are also absolutely fantastic. So, you, uh, yeah, Sean, you're very, very good. Johnny, you've, you've done that good show. Thank you. And I'll be doing another one in August <laughs> at the Pleasant's Courtyard at some time in the future. I can't remember right now. I find no, that Johnny, really... that show was fantastic, by the way. Thank and you. And we need to film it. I feel like um, the problem is, Stu, I don't know how to do this podcast if it's if it's got a format like this where people are nice to each other. Yes. I, but I think that's probably because of, you know, some childhood issues or something. So how do you think I can be, get nicer I'm to so people? I'm so sick of hearing about your fucking childhood issues. It's Stu, I'm commandeering this interview. Yeah. <laughs> I found that really interesting, your answer. Was your ambition ever to be a professional full-time comedian, clubbing comedian? Or did, or did you... Go I mean, I suppose ambitions change as you move on in your career. Mm. It's it's difficult because, yeah, the, the company, the production company was already established when I started doing stand-up. And then it sort of, we ended up doing a lot of corporate work. We got some investment sort of around the time when I also wanted to start doing stand-up properly as well. And it was like, I've got to do that because it's the first time in running this company i'm actually getting a wage and there's actual money coming in and that was that mm. weird thing in your mid 20s of being like i just sort of quite like to have some money now big question um, Stu. how do you get investment and is that something you think failing better could get very well, good happened. question we you, and are you willing to be an investor <laughs> yeah i mean i've already put check your accounts right now 
Well, are you a Patreon? Uh, no. <laughs> thought you said the you only Patreon, the podcast. The I only think... Patreon I've ever joined was uh, the Wise Harriet Crying Patreon. Um, well, that's a direct rival. Patel's yeah. Enemies of the podcast. pod. Enemies of the pod. No one had joined Sunil's team. So I joined Sunil's team. You could be Harriet's team or Sunil's team and no one. That's brutal. How many had joined Harriet's team? I Well, let's be honest. It's a Patreon, so probably about four. <laughs> <laughs> that is, let's not do team, Sean, because I feel like you, you're probably the popular one. And it, so. it would devastate me if you had more. Let's never do team. We're, we're, we're a unit, Sean. We're a terrible unit, but we can't split off into separate camps. That is you a good that, question. That singer. You could get that singer to... To Who's... join your team, Johnny? But, oh you mean, yeah, Bastille. You... I've got Bastille. I've, I've got a new routine about Bastille in my new stand-up. And let's put it this way: they, they don't come across well. <laughs> 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 Is that a bridge? Because I'm about to burn the fucker. <laughs> so if we're going to get Bastille on, we should get it before August, <laughs> because you know I, I really lay into those. But they came to your last show and they loved it, so they're probably going to come to this one. That's the big bit of the routine is apologising to them if they are in the room. <laughs> <laughs> this is this has gone into a must see territory now. This this yeah, new show yeah. from Johnny. Um, that's a good question though about investment. How do you get investment? Well, that one it was it was a client of ours that um, basically we were we we were a duo, and then there was a third person who also did some work for this client, and. He, this client was like, well, what if you three formed a company and I paid for a, like an edit suite and everything like that, and I just came to you permanently for post? Maybe we, we could... were like, yeah, okay, yeah, we could do that. And then um, sort of locked in then to like the corporate world, which is why then a, a few years later, I was like, I really want to get into doing back to like what we started this company for, which was do creative stuff. And yeah. I feel like I know enough good comedians now. We could start doing comedy stuff and we can pivot into comedy which is now like 85 percent of our turnover is comedy now mm. and is good but you know actually how it is a stressful element where a lot of my job now is directing one off or two off record live recordings of something that someone has worked on a friend has worked on for like two years of their life mm. and now has to film it and it has to go well otherwise they'll cry on stage <laughs> yeah, no, on stage. No names, obviously, but has there any has it been has there been any disasters where you thought like either their fault or your fault or no one's fault, it's just not worked and you and it's like this has just gone badly wrong. There was one there's a really good show and by by a really funny comedian and Was it a comedian or a comedian? <laughs> no names. <laughs> it's like a um... game of guess who <laughs> Do they have blonde hair? Or... <laughs> were they wearing glasses? For a certain platform, and we were filming a bunch of them, a bunch of these shows, and the show, just to, due to the nature of sort of sometimes doing these sort of shows in London and audience sizes and difficulty of sort of like filming two or three shows in a night, it mm. did not work out well. And I'd seen that show, and it was a great show. And I basically had to campaign for them to never release it. I was like, <laughs> it, it can't go out. And like the the actor, the actor was like, the actor was like, yeah, that was like that's the worst it's ever gone. It was such a weird reaction. It didn't work oh, in God. any way. Um, 
I hate it. I hate that. And it's now, too when, stressful, that. When it comes to yeah. business, Stu, I've read that you've got to know when to hold them and you've got to know when to fold them. Is this true? Ah, is this a reference to my show, Stuart Lords is All In, centred around a trip to Vegas in 2009 by my good self? It could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for answering, asking such a good question. I guess the show is all about the binary choices that we make in our life and how they can change the direction of our lives. Um, I sure I center that uh, show around this trip to Vegas and uh, a time I had to make a decision whether to go all in or to fold against a good friend in a poker tournament. But is that what the show is actually about or is actually about deeper things using that story? to sort of explore deeper themes and all these issues that we go through in our lives. I imagine it's about the, whether you fold it or not, though, right? Really? <laughs> I mean, that's really what it's about. The thing and with not... stand-up comedy is it's, it's a very one-dimensional art form that's made by and for idiots. Yeah. <laughs> and then every now and then, someone from The Guardian who's like got a degree in English literature goes, the themes of this show are this, 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 this. And you go, were they? <laughs> I thought I'd just talk about my dick for an hour. <laughs> the, the the themes were: Can I get through this without a drunk person throwing something at me? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's the theme. That's always the theme. For the guy, for the Guardian reviewer, it's uh, the theme was there was someone in this show that went to Cambridge or Oxford. I like yeah. <laughs> Someone in the audience laughed, therefore I don't think it's comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Working class comic, only went to Oxford for two years, uh, is good at comedy. I don't know. Um, Bit of satire there for people who are fans of satire. I've, I've never been to Vegas. I don't know how true all this stuff is. Because you're quite a prankster. You're kind of a trickster. Tricksy boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you, is did, this true? I... You went to Vegas and you played poker? Yeah, so I guess this show is actually the uh, is me exploring a little bit more of of the fact that I can be a bit tricksy on stage. Because mm. um, didn't you didn't you say you had a show in Edinburgh and got loads of people to give you good like tweets about it and reviews and it and it wasn't really on. Yeah, stuff like that basically. <laughs> That's great. I didn't know I that got... until like a week ago. That made me laugh so much. That's like the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. So like, <laughs> what? How did you? Do this. Tell me about this because it made me laugh. So this was Ed Edinburgh Fringe last year. I did a show called Stuart Law's Putting Zoo. I got it listed. <laughs> I got it listed on the British Comedy Guide. I paid for some posters for it. I asked a couple of. Um, I created like a little fake booking link for it and things like that, and then proceeded just to tell everyone, "Yeah, I'm doing a show this year." Basically, I had been pre previewing a work in progress in a show called Putting Zoo. Never, <laughs> never intended to sort of turn that into something. It was just like come up with a name for it. Do, sure. Um, so there was like a paper trail for it, and then uh, over the course of the month, we'd just have to chat to people, and they'd be like, "Oh, you're doing a show, aren't you? How's it going?" I was like, "Yeah, it's re really good, actually. Really fantastic. <laughs> Loving it. Like the shows really come together. It was like a last minute thing. I'm just delighted to be here." And I, like, oh, what time is it on at? And I would just have to try and memorize roughly when everyone else's shows were on at to be like oh it's at this time and oh we clash oh that's a shame i but, think you, know. you did this to me and i believed you but i think yeah. I, I thought you were only doing a week work in progress anyway or something but yeah this is the problem is that a few like sunil patel immediately was like he's lying and kept saying to people he's lying he's not doing it and how I did like, sunil, sunil know? can you shut the fuck up did, did sunil know or did he just rumble you he just was like, there's smart. no way, yeah, there's no I've way. I've got glasses to too. Way. Not all people with glasses are smart. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and then... Uh, I'm a really cool and sexy. Who's, who's that aimed at? 
Me? Me, me, me. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you probably need glasses. You probably can't see how cool and sexy I am without them. Can I just say there's an ant on my pop shield? Can I just say, I don't even know what a pop shield is. <laughs> I don't know what an ant is. <laughs> now, the, 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 the piece de resistance was, uh, there's an award up in Edinburgh called the Comedian's Choice Awards. Um, that is, comedians get to vote on any show that's been officially listed on the British Comedy Guide as existing. Um, I'd also had like a couple of people blog and you know post tweets and things like that about the show. Um, I then just asked a bunch of people whether they could vote vote for me, knowing no one had seen the show, but relying on a cult of personality that I and this extremely dull like voice. Chairman has. Mao. Yeah. <laughs> I then got shortlisted for best show at the Edinburgh Fringe <laughs> for a show that never happened. Um, I also fantastic. put up extra shows. I put up <laughs> doing extra shows. Well, it is all. It, I mean, it's almost like it's all bullshit. Yeah, and that was partly genuine. I was like, you know what, I'm up here for the month anyway because I was filming a documentary and working with a bunch of comics that year. I was like, I've got the month to just do this. This is a fun thing to do. Let's just see what happens. And then it, <laughs> it then I quickly realised, oh, what I've given myself here is the task of lying to my friends' faces for a month. How many people do you think you lied to that month? Like, I guess just hundreds, probably. Yeah. And what? Uh, did... Harriet took it hardest. She hated it. Really. Yeah, because she almost rumbled me as well when she was, she was like, what actual room are you in in Monkey Barrel? Because I just said, oh, I'm in my usual venue. Just kept saying usual venue. That's no, cool. You're a very smart man. I'm starting to wonder if this is even, we're we even recording this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I really like stuff like that. I, had a fr I definitely can't name any names involved in this. But I had a friend who, and you might know about this, Stu, mm. who set up a fake review website for the yes. Edinburgh Fringe once. Yeah, as a way of almost ensnaring his PR, he yeah, would yeah. tweet out fake reviews of every show at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. They were always four stars to the point that the British Comedy Guide started listing them as a, an official reviewer. <laughs> He'd never seen any of them. He would yeah. he just did a pun about you know the show or, or, or the title of the fake publication. But he his thing was the PR keeps saying, "Oh look, I've done loads of stuff for you," even though they hadn't. And one of the things was he goes, if they said, look, I got you this review, I will not pay them. And did they? Did they do that? I don't think, I don't know if they did. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't I remember, I remember when I, when I, I definitely got that four star in, it was, it was a wonderful week. Well, it was like, it was, people were putting them on their posters. It was yeah, viewed yeah. as like a legitimate thing. Well, oh like, I don't know anything about this. I, after this, let's talk, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um... Yeah, it's one of those things that, like, if it had been better publicised, it probably would have destroyed the framework of the entire festival. Mm. Yeah, and um, that's what I'm hoping to hoping to do. The point: no one will ever trust you now that you're actually doing a show, Stu. And that is the problem, and I had to sort of, yeah, I've subsequently had to deal with that, and people being <laughs> like, "Have you actually got a special out, or is it like a, just a link to like Tony going to stand on an egg?" If you've seen that video. <laughs> He does have a special out. It's very funny. Listen to it. Failing better uh, fans and new fans alike. On YouTube.com, right? Yes. 800 gorillas YouTube.com. YouTube.com. Why do you keep being so sycophantic to 800-pound gorilla? Because they were, they were very they're very nice, aren't they? Do you, do you not like them, Sean? Yeah, they're all right. I think it's a uh, terrible... No, I genuinely, I genuinely love working with them. I, I think it's a terrible name, though. Don't you think it's a terrible name? 
I don't think so. Why are they? Why are they wait? Why are they giving the weight of the gorilla? They are. I don't understand do the idea. It, do you think it's fatphobic? Well, I just don't understand why they. Why? Why? I don't give a shit that he's eight hundred pounds. The gorilla. Well, that's a phrase, isn't it? An eight hundred pound gorilla. Oh, I've never it's heard viewed that as like, It's viewed yeah. as like a big sort of behemoth. A big gorilla. It's viewed as a large gorilla. Why aren't they call themselves the big gorillas? <laughs> I would get my comedy special recorded by the big gorillas. Are you more interested in it being metric? Like yeah, yeah, three hundred yeah, yeah. and three hundred sixty-five kilogram gorilla. Good math, Stu. Well done. Is that well, neither of you, you actually said. checking? I don't know. Is that we can check that? Someone type in eight. What did you pounds. say? Three hundred and sixty-five. I don't think it matters whether you're right or not. I just think if it's quick, I'm impressed by it. Eight hundred pounds in kilograms. That's what I'm looking at. He, he was off by three kilos by 2.2 kilos sorry Stu, all right all right Baxter. <laughs> let's so put your dick away Stu. how about that good at comedy <laughs> terrible at maths and also morally uh Stu, everyone <laughs> has your experience on this podcast lived up to your expectations are you disappointed with how it's been no this is exactly how i thought it would go do you right. is it what right right if if the answer isn't positive then just don't say anything has this been your favourite podcast you've been on thus far? Look, I haven't had a chance to talk about cum as much as I did on some of the other podcasts. Because they're dirty little podcasts, not us. We're a clean Christian podcast. Yeah, we're not interested in cum. We're interested in kingdom cum. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell, and on that cum shot, we... <laughs> Straight to the eye of the world. Um, that was all yeah. right. Thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. It's been so much fun having you on, Stuart Laws. I think um, you're a great man. A wonderful person, a wonderful comedian. We didn't, even, we didn't even get a chance to talk about that time that we wrote an entire sketch show on a drive back from the Edinburgh Fringe. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I come on to talk about your show, to promote your show, yeah. that's, when, that's when we'll do that. I got my rele- I've, I've got my release date. It's, have you? So be, you'll be on in the next couple of months. Fantastic. Let's put it that way. Oh, the hey, ant's you. fallen off. The ants fall. Where are you, Stu? I'm at my flat. I, somehow an ant's got in here. It probably wants mushroom waffles. <laughs> <laughs> That's an edit point, surely. And a, and there's and a... no way that isn't the clip from this episode. I mean, <laughs> that implies it's going to be a clip, which there isn't. But if there was going to be a clip, that would be the clip. Stuart, would you do our clips for us? <laughs> no, no. Why no? There's so much work. Do you know how to do a clip? Yeah. You don't have to be embarrassed if you don't. Johnny doesn't. I do. I've done one. And what a clip it was. It's the best clip. All I want to say is good luck with your next episode. What's it going to be about? I don't know. This one, probably. The next one, the Patreon. (laughs) Was this the Patreon? Have you hidden my PR behind a Patreon wall? Yeah, yeah. This is the Patreon. (laughs) No, the Patreons would never get stuff this good. Anyway, uh, do sign up, by the way, if you like the Patreon. <laughs> Stuart says he's a fan of the podcast. He hasn't signed up, which I don't think... Be- I mean, you can't really say you're a fan of it if you haven't signed up to the Patreon. Okay, I'll sign up. I'll sign up for a couple of months. couple of months? Two years? Yeah, that, oh, no, that's, my pay- that's my payment for PR. Like, and, and, but you have to review my special as part of that payment. We're going to review it every episode. We're going to have watch one minute a week. <laughs> Do a deep dive into that minute. <laughs> um, Patreon.com slash failing better. Um, sign up. We have loads of sign stuff up. on there. We give you a new episode every week and stand up and fun community. Fun community. <laughs> fun for the whole family. All right. Um, 
Well, should we? We've been trying to end for about eighteen minutes now. I think about yeah. half this podcast is just trying to say goodbye <laughs> and, uh, and failing. But this time shall be goodbye. Stuart Laws, all in on YouTube. Huge recommendation from us. It anything is, else? Man. Anything else you want to say to our listeners? No, just keep on supporting um, recorded conversations. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thanks, <laughs> Stu. Bye. Thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.